The podcast our two best friends get together every week to try the things that they love. Nick, Marcus, no one can understand what you're I saying at all. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Nick over there. This is this is Nick. I'm Nick, aka Laurie Strode. Can you even see I'm wearing a costume right now? I see I see blonde hair. And you're ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, for those listening, we have Halloween kills here. We are in full regalia. I am Laurie Strode. Michael, you are death. You are destruction. I must kill you. And Marcus over there is AKA Michael Myers, AKA Mr. Halloween himself. <laughs> and guys, why are we dressed like this? Because it's kill him if you got a month, AKA spooky boys month where we do everything horror, spooky and thriller related. And last time we did this, podcast we did halloween and now we're doing halloween kills it's that easy that's what we're doing welcome to the show we are streaming live thursday <laughs> 8 p.m eastern standard time and we release uh, on mondays marcus jesus christ and i'm uh, laughing because marcus came in in full michael myers regalia and has already abandoned it because he couldn't see i couldn't, couldn't see talk. i couldn't breathe i couldn't talk it was a lot it was hard to well, manage now that you the can stream see, was my laurie strode it's nice oh I like it. I like it. Uh, guys, oh. if you missed our Squid Game episode, that is where I lost a bet to Marcus, and he decided I had to be Laurie Strode for this podcast. Go check that out. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. Join the Patreon. Join our community. Join this show. We are now Try This. I could not hear you. I could not see you. I could not... <laughs> do anything oh big uh, jump you watch. came in and you hadn't seen halloween yet that's okay go watch it we'll wait <laughs> go, go watch we'll wait. it you go watch we'll it wait. we'll wait right here we'll get back when you're back <laughs> but leave the stream on in the background just yeah, don't yeah, listen we to want it that view. <laughs> marcus uh, oh my god i'm so excited to be here because this movie was a fucking thrill ride we did the last one we did this one i was so excited for it i'm so glad we both agreed that we would forgo challenging each other uh -huh. to do halloween kills but don't worry, next week we're getting back, guys, to challenging each other every week like we do to watch our favorite things. And next week, Marcus is challenging me to watch the Dune movie. Dude! Because he's obsessed. I am obsessed. I am ready. I am excited. I am horny for that Dune hole. I want to put my I want to put my worm in that Dune hole, baby. Oh my god. Let's fucking go. Is it gonna be a lot of is it gonna is it gonna uh that wig line what are you talking about that wig line that's just how you comb the hair uh, that's just, that's uh just, middle part right that's the is whole supposed thing supposed to be back is my is, is that more natural or is is it do i have a low forehead i have a small forehead i have a small forehead don't make fun of me my uh, wig line yes. is perfect you weren't meant to wear wigs i'm sorry we are here we are look more starting natural. what a what a what a beautiful start what a beautiful start to this episode how are you doing, Nick? They're messing with me with my wig line. Now I'm really... He puts a bit of spirit gum on your forehead. Ah, uh, that would have been helpful. So it, like, moves with me? Guys, we are learning wigs on the spot. That is what we do at Now Try This. Marcus, <laughs> you asked me a question. What was it? How am I? Yeah, how you doing, man? I'm great. Nice. I'm here. I'm excited about Halloween Kills. I really like... Honestly, Spooky Boys Month is my favorite month of the year because I've already loved all the episodes we get. Who am I? I'm Laurie Strode. I'm Jamie Lee Curtis. The chat I am is asking the titular who Mrs. Is, Halloween. And he is angry 
that his blonde hair, you look like a surfer dude who got bit by a shark and you ended up in the hospital. Put the side by side. Hold on. <laughs> Put the side by side because I look like Laurie Strode. Okay. I crush it on this. I'll do it in the clip. I got the, I got the gown. You got the gown? Ah, yes. The famous the Laurie Strode gown. <laughs> Well, that's what she's wearing in this movie. In this movie. You're right. Yeah. Spoilers. Yes. Laurie Strode <laughs> and Michael Myers. Mr. and Mrs. Halloween. Everyone that's, knows. That's what we're just that as. is who they are. I I'm like that my costume works on two fronts because it was Michael Myers. And then when I take off the mask, I'm just the mechanic that he stole the costume from. And it's good all around. Everyone's favorite character from the first, from the second, from how? Oh, man, this is going to be hard because it's not the first Halloween, but it's named Halloween. 2018. Okay, so guys, wow. We will get through the etymology. We'll get through it. We'll explain all of Tell me how you are. What's been going on? Have you tried anything new? I am doing fantastic. I am trying. You know what? Actively, I am trying new things. I saw Jagged Little Pill this week, the musical. Oh, how is that i know nothing of alanis morissette it was a lot heavier than i thought it was gonna be it's it's really heavy isn't it it was pretty good i am i am surprised how much i enjoyed it and there was a standing ovation in the middle of it it was awesome which i've never seen it was like warranted definitely you were like yes 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 i was like i need to get up on my feet if no one else does but everyone else was starting to get up on the feet i was like great let's fucking go yeah just because everything the story the caliber of talent being back in a theater that was your first time yeah yeah 100 apparently someone one of my other co-workers saw a show beforehand and that same exact moment got a standing ovation also beforehand oh like before the pandemic before everyone was just hyped to be back in the theater it's pretty exciting give me just the sentence or two of what that show's about because all I know is Alanis Morissette. Typical family is is who seems fine on the outside is going through a lot of shit on the inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's basically that. what it is. Well, that's underneath the purpose. Well, how funny that your thing that you try this week was going to a show because the thing that I try this week for new is I also went to the sh- a show. Ooh. I went to I took my girlfriend to see John Legend in concert. My first real big boy, big old concert I've ever gone to. We saw oh. John Legend. Wow. He sings our song. We love him. It was the first album we ever sent each other. Well, she sent me. I didn't know anything about I knew jack shit about John. <laughs> and so she indoctrinated me. It was so cool. It was so intimate. It was so nice. He put on a fucking fantastic show. That's awesome. There were some songs he was dancing around. Some were super intimate where he just sat down at the piano. Some there's a whole point in the middle where he just like talked to us about his life and about everything going on. He showed oh, that's a new interesting. Song. It was really, really yeah. This this whole interlude at the beginning. We were just like twiddling on the piano saying like this is how I started. This is where it's come from. These were my big shots. This is how I am today. And he would like interlude the songs that he like covered coming up for like the Black Eyed Peas and Alicia yeah. Keys like before he had like made it. It was really, that's really awesome. Hey, that jamster dude. It is nice to see you. Welcome to the chat. Yeah, no, that's exciting. Okay. But Nick, we have, we came here for business. It's like 10 minutes yeah, into I, the episode. I, we We've got to, business we to, to discuss. Go quick. We need to go quick because there's, so, there's, I feel like there's, I feel like there's nothing to say about this movie, but I have a lot to say. <laughs> I am on the same exact wavelength. I am, I am always excited when I go into this, uh, the, an episode with you and I'm like, what did Nick think about this fucking movie? Because I feel like I'm always the wild card. I don't <laughs> know what so you thought about this movie. I'm hoping we're on the same page, but there's a huge chance that we're not. And then we're going to easily because the critics right now are like, like people are like split right now. I don't, I haven't watched any reviews, so I don't know what people are saying. 
But all I all I all I know is I've read the title of a review. It's like people are split on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see if we're split. As we talk about Halloween, Nick, we normally ask each other why we gave mm-hmm. Halloween. And I think we could so both I'm gonna answer be messing that. with my hair this entire You're very beautiful. so much. Why, do, why don't I go ahead and explain the fucking etymology of this goddamn movie? So in 1978, Halloween came out. The first Halloween mm-hmm. starring uh, talk about uh, it was about a kid who murdered his sister, went to an insane asylum. Sorry, a mental institution, and then came back to his city block and killed everybody there on Halloween. Right. That's the first movie. Jamie Lee Curtis yes. was a, she was a babysitter. She was a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And she was the classic typical archetypal survivor girl. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she was like the first, the prototypical. That's the word. She might. Maybe she, not the first, but she's, she's not like the one first, of the but she is ones. one of the earlier ones because this was in 1979. The first one came out or something like that, 78. 78, 79, yeah. So it was one of the first movies like this. And then a bunch of slasher yeah. films were made afterwards and some came beforehand but i think this was probably the biggest one this michael and freddie were the slasher films are here this is the well they late came, 70s early 80s i, I think freddie and jason came because of this oh you think so based on the history of of what i know from horror is that like this kind of paved the way because the other two i think were 80 84 yeah yeah you're yeah totally right i think one was 80 oh, and, and one is, was 84 yeah yeah exactly yeah. and uh, oh gosh i feel so awful because what was what was the guy who made halloween carpenter john carpenter yes he's an iconic creator create almost created the genre this is uh and 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 after that movie came out there were uh we just got confirmation in the chat that halloween was the original mm-hmm. thank you so much uh fear god of death so halloween spewed tons of sequels made halloween 2 halloween 3 4 5 the curse of uh michael myers or something like that and then it got semi-rebooted and jamie lee curtis came back for h2o and h2o resurrection then fucking what's his name rob zombie i hate that guy yeah, yeah rob, rob zombie, zombie rebooted it tried to reboot them in yeah. 07 and made two they were awful Honestly, they were fucking I, trash I, I you liked them i kind of I like I kind oh of liked them uh-uh. a little uh-uh. bit. I, they weren't I, I don't great. like a single movie Rob Zombie has ever done. I kind of enjoyed them. I think that they, they Name did one a, good Rob Zombie film. It, Halloween. <laughs> I hated that. I hated the devil's rejects. I hated house of a thousand corpses. I, Oh, House of a Thousand Corpses. That was a movie. That was a movie. It was, that was a movie. movie. I, I don't I saw remember that one. hating it, but I didn't like it. I saw Devil's Rejects in theaters, and it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in theaters. Mm. So anyway, and then they said, hey, it's 2018. <laughs> Let's bring another Halloween back. But just to make it confusing, it's going to be a sequel to just that first 78 Halloween. We're going to name it Halloween. And we're going to ignore all the movies in between. I love that concept. I think that is incredible to do. You build upon the lore that's already there and established. You don't need. It's the same thing with Spider-Man. Like there there are certain things you don't need to reintroduce all the time. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just expand upon it. And that's exactly what they're doing. So I loved yeah, the 2018 got- movie. I was a huge fan of it. We talked about it Same. on a podcast. We both loved it. Mm-hmm. I think it did a great job of expanding the mythos while also kind of getting rid of all the bad parts, like the cult stuff with Michael Myers and the like totally, totally. the fact that he's immortal and get they got rid of like him being Laurie's brother, which was like yeah, a big part of those sequels. Mm-hmm. And so I think and I think one of the reasons why that movie is so good is because it's so simple. 
right? It like mm-hmm. it was so simply just a sequel to that first one, right? It was just it's been years. Michael got out. He killed a lot of people. The premise is and, simple. It's it's also yeah. very it feels like when you play video game on the rails, like it's very like we are a singular story. We have a singular mission and we're trying to tell yeah. the narrative. It expanded on Laurie Strode as a character. We didn't get a lot of background information on her, even though we had a million movies to deal with. Right. And and it gave her family and it was also we'll talk about this more later, but like a huge focus on trying to say something. And what I was trying to say, it was like how we interact with trauma. It was a lot of it was about dealing with trauma. A thousand percent. And I love that. That was my favorite thing about the first one, because it asked the question that no one's ever asked, in my opinion, that I that I remember seeing in a movie is what happens to the people after the horror movie? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you go through this traumatizing event and you survive and then maybe there are sequels where you have to keep surviving but i've never seen a sequel where it's like what do you do with that grief of the fact that you lived how does your yeah. and the answer that this movie that halloween 2018 said is like you got massive ptsd is what what is what happens yeah which makes it, complete sense it was really interesting i on the rewatch because i rewatched it before watching this one I, I know you did the same thing i felt a connection with the movie like as yeah. someone who has a lot of trauma and a lot of bullshit that I've dealt with, it, I felt like the message was really powerful. The way that they yeah. said like untreated trauma, unresolved trauma can can affect you in so many ways. It can cause you to become a hermit. It can it, it, like it can narrate the rest of your life in a way that sucks if you let it. And that that not only sucks, but also then impacts generations going forward. And then you have generational trauma which is a very real thing. And so I think narratively speaking, as a horror film trying to tell that story, that was a really interesting way of doing that. I loved it. Yeah, agreed. it was fantastic. Agreed. I, I loved that old film, uh, old three years ago, whatever. Uh, and then <laughs> the ancient we film. Get, then we get. So we talked about where this movie came from, why we we're doing this one now, how much we liked 2018. Mm-hmm. Now we get Halloween Kills. Which this movie was delayed because of the pandemic. It should have already been out. And we start the film and by the premise of the old film, by the trailers, I thought that, which I thought was so cool, Uh was literally as the car is driving away from the old film, from the 2018 film, is literally where this new one picks up. Yes. And then they decided to not give me that great idea. And we had a really long flashback (laughs) with the detective. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be honest about this movie from the get go. Uh The flashbacks were kind of of like the best part of the movie for me <laughs> god they kind of were though and but and I don't, I, but they're dumb also they were there dumb. was too much of 100%, it 100 they were dumb it was, it was too dumb much it was too it. much but it was the best part it was kind of like the best part of the movie oh man we're I gonna loved, agree and I feel I, i'm gonna that. give the positives of the the, the flashbacks like aesthetically, they looked as though they were filmed oh, yeah. in the 70s. I thought they were for a second. Oh, yeah. Same. Darren was I, like, until I recognized this is old footage because they did use yeah. old footage a couple of times in the movie and it did looked they? exactly like it, it which is like incredible. Grainy yeah. feel to it. Loved it, had, it. it such awesome cinematography the only reason i recognize is because the actor that does the young detective i recognize him from things he was in uh, like okay me earl and the dying girl and he's like a good indie actor I, I noticed him and i was like oh i love that guy wait oh shit no this is 
oh whoa and i was like like taken aback and i was yeah. like oh and honestly i didn't hate it at the beginning because no, i didn't hate it at the beginning giving at all. me justification of why that detective was so irate mm-hmm. and why he was so irresponsible uh and i was like oh he let him get away the first time yeah but then we kept going back again and again and again and it's fine four times i think but it takes away from the original movie a little bit if you're like really focusing on this generational trauma to then just talk about this other guy all of a sudden yeah it would have been nice if they had that plan when they were making the last one to kind of give we could have done a a flashback or two there yeah and then more flashbacks flashbacks were there and then more it would have been perfect exactly exactly yeah yeah Agreed. But, but that's not what they did. It's <laughs> not what they did. Instead, they're so like, the beginning of this movie, we have like 10, 15 minutes of flashback, it seems like. Like, I don't have the cow. I'd have to watch it again to like really break it down. But and, and the thing that the thing that really made me upset about the flashbacks, because they were again, they weren't bad. They were acted well, mm-hmm. like they were filmed great, and they were like actually suspenseful and interesting yes. and like gave yes. good info. But each one was a fake out. Each one was like giving me the reason why he cared, and I was like, Oh, I got it. And they would go back and do more. And I'm like, okay now oh, okay, i got yeah. it and then they go yes. back and do it again and i'm like okay now i got it and then the fourth time i'm like dude i already thought you were responsible i did not need to see this last part honestly they should have either just like we said earlier split it between the two movies or have yeah. all of the flashback in one shot just give me a yeah. half hour of flashback if that's what you want to do i don't give a shit just well, put it no, all no, one you should, fucking you thing. should compress it it should all that flashback should have been together in, in like five, five minutes, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 god damn it but but then that i think i think that is enigmatic of what is wrong with a lot of this film and this film loses all its urgency mm-hmm. like it's after the flashbacks we get honestly really the, the thing about some of this film is it's filmed very it's filmed very good yeah. i really like the composite the kills are interesting mm-hmm. michael is so foreboding he is scary he even when i well. hated the film yeah he the kills are good in this movie too yeah you know yeah. i could see someone watching this movie and enjoying it if they're just like a raw horror fan who just wants to come in for the kills you know that's what people are saying too but so after the flashbacks the first real like shot of the film i i feel like is the is the fireman right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so michael is in the building the building's burning and then the Lori and her family are driving away and then what goes past them a fire truck and Lori yells no let it burn but here's my question Uh uh-huh that that's 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 what they do that's the end of it. She yells and is like, well, okay. And then, I mean, so I, like, I would be in the so, same situation too. Be like, ah, you know you what? You want to turn around and stop them? But they're going to think you're crazy. Also, she was like what? injured. So she had to go to the hospital. What? But she's, That's okay. Here's the thing. I don't disagree with you, but it's just like, incongu- uh, it doesn't line up with the rest of what she does. Cause like later right. she's like, killing herself to get to michael even though yeah. she can't fucking move when yeah. it was like oh turn the car around we need to stop them or like tell them anything and mm-hmm. then later in the hospital she's hello 911 please do not put out this fire that's time for two that exactly what she should have done <laughs> well, but also I, I think i would have liked to even if the end result was the same i would have liked to to your point i would have liked to see that conversation I would have liked to see yeah. that struggle of her being like, yeah, we have sure. to go back. And they like restrain her. And then she passes out yeah. from the pain. 
And that's how she ends that up in the totally hospital. totally would have worked. Something like that. But then instead. also, she's like, she says that about the fire truck moving. But Marcus, when we're in the hospital later, she's like, well, we finally got him. He's burning alive. And I was like, why did, Why were you, you, you just a second ago <laughs> made the assumption by seeing the fire truck that he was going to get out. But now you're like, we got him. We got him. Like, we no, did that it. Is, that doesn't line up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Personality-wise. I think that this movie has a really interesting message, right? Like earlier, I was talking about how good the other one handled the whole situation of trauma you know mm-hmm. and this one i think attempts to tackle the conversation of what happens to a town where this kind of incident happens right so like totally. the sort of shared trauma that we all get from major mm-hmm. events like that you know like nightmare on elm street kind of has never explored what happens to the town afterwards you know everyone just kind of ignores it because that's what it takes to get rid of him and the, yeah. the surrounding neighborhood of crystal lake i'm sure they're upset about all the murders that happened there, you know, but we never see any of that. So that conceptually is really awesome. And I think that in execution, it just was poorly handled and fell apart. I mean, it sounds like you're speaking from like a a wide range, a wide breadth of knowledge of horror movies. Oh, no. Well, Marcus, I hope that comes in handy for our game. Roll the clip. (laughs) (laughs) Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia, now trivia, now trivia this. <laughs> hey, there we go. Okay, hold on. Oh, okay. Cool. Great, great, Marcus, great, great. I went back through the files of what we did last time we did Halloween and we played a game. Oh. You might remember this game because I called it a very not good name. The name of this game is Rom-Com or Horror. <laughs> <laughs> that was the game from last time? It sure was. I have 10 taglines for movies that I created that I wrote and you have to tell me whether or not it is a horror film or whether it is a romantic comedy and then name the film for an extra point. Okay. Now, Marcus, just to remind you about how you did last time, why uh-huh. don't you go ahead and roll the clip of our last from our last episode for the people out there okay. and for yourself. I am playing the clip now. I don't know. Okay. Um, After stalking him for over a year, can Annie convince Sam that her love is more real? More than real. I should have rephrased that. More than real. More than real? Or will their love die at the top of the Empire State Building? Top of the Empire State Building. It's a very famous movie that ends in the top of the Empire State Building. I don't I know. It's very this. famous. Um, it's one of the top... When you think rom-com, this is always in the top 10. Always. It's, I'm so, it's probably not Sleepest in Seattle. Why do you think it's not that one? Because the Empire State Building. And that's not in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your guess? <laughs> um, <laughs> sex in the City. Sleepless in Seattle. No way! No! No! The premise of Sleepless in Seattle. Let me give you the premise, okay? Nick, are you fucking serious? The premise of this movie is he's on a talk show in Seattle. He lives in Seattle. Uh-huh. And she hears it in New York. And they I've fall never in seen love. That movie. <laughs> and it ends with him and his son Come gets a ticket. He gets a ticket to he has to go to New York to follow him. Oh my god. Because he wants them to be together and oh it ends at the top god. of the Empire State Building. Oh my god. You know the clip Wow. Wow. The clip is over now. And I am I am I remember that. 
I have a vivid memory of that happening, and it's one of my most embarrassing moments of the podcast. Well, just to make you feel better, you did end up winning that game. Nice. So it has, we'll see how you do this time. Marcus, I will say a tagline that I wrote from a real film. Okay. You'll have to tell me whether it's a horror film or a romantic comedy. Let's see if all that training I've done here on the show to make you watch all these rom-coms is finally paying off. Okay. Number one, love is based on trust, communication, and deceit. At least it is according to Henry, who recreates Lucy's reality each day. Is it love if one person is lying about who they are? Wow, that was well written, but that was 50 first dates. (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to crush this game? Is he too good at this now? That was 50 first dates. You remember their names? Uh, Yeah, I watched it again not that long ago. It's a very, very good movie. All right. Well, okay. 50 first dates was the first one. Let's see if you can get the second one. Is that one. two points? Did I get the point and points. the bonus you got point? Two points. Yeah, yeah, let's fucking go. Now, I didn't try to make these too hard. I, I didn't because I didn't I have appreciate time to. That. Uh, but also, you know, I we have other things it. we got to do during this podcast as well. All yeah, right, next we have to one. talk about the, the movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Evelyn and Lee haven't spoken to each other in years. What will kill them first? The silence or the pressure of a newborn baby. <laughs> Evelyn, what was the beginning? Evelyn and Lee haven't spoken to each other in years. Okay. Evelyn and Lee haven't spoken to each other in years. What will kill them first? The fact that I feel like you said kill means I feel like is that it's a rom-com and not a horror movie, but I don't know what rom-com it is. Three rom-com or horror, baby? Marcus? No. What's, you have to guess Three rom-com men. or horror first. I'm going to guess rom-com. It's a horror movie. Ah, damn. Okay. Got to be a little tricky. As to do with what Baby, is, is it obscure or is it like a, a known horror You know movie? this film. I know this film. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not Rosemary's Baby. Uh, no. Neither of them are named Rosemary. <laughs> it's not The Orphanage because they adopt. Nope. It's... Well, listen to the beginning of it. Evidently haven't spoken to each other in years. Haven't spoken to each other. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty. That's, that's funny. No, nope. um, I give up. I give up. It's what a quiet got? place. Oh, good. That was good. That was nice. good. Nice. That okay. Good. Next up, Marcus. First comes love. Then comes marriage. Then comes a Bonnie and Clyde-esque tour across America. We know love is there, but not without pain, some stitches, and a little magic. Pain, stitches, and a little magic? Is this a rom-com or a horror film? A road trip? Mm-hmm. I don't know any horror movie road trips. I said a tour across America. A tour across America. Tour across America. Hmm. I'm going to guess. I don't know what the, I, these are good. I, uh, I'm going to do badly. I'm going to guess rom-com. It's a horror film. Oh, man. What is it? Oh, wait, don't tell me. I can guess it. <laughs> they tore across America. Body and Clyde-esque. I don't like two But not without pain, some stitches and a little magic. It's not Leatherface. There's what tour? They're not going across America. They're in the one place. Uh, you know what? What? Whatever. Let's go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I don't know what else. Could, could Ride be. of Chucky. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Some stitches. She said and let magic. Oh, my God. I hate this. That so one's much. tough. That one was tough. <laughs> All right. Next up. Letters 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 when laura tries to lie her way to the top inevitably someone gets hurt 
along the way. Can she pick up the pieces before everyone catches before everyone around her catches on? Is that a horse? Can horror? she pick up the pieces <laughs> or... before everyone around her catches on? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna stick with rom com. Let's go with rom com. That is rom com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay, can she Runaway Bride? Nope. Letters, letters, letters. Oh, Lake House. When Laura uh, tries to lie her way to the top. Nope. Inevitably, sleep us in Seattle. No. <laughs> no, it's a newer one that's on Netflix within the last couple of years. I don't know. Uh, to all the to points all I love. The, yeah, there you go. I nice. count that. I nice, said nice, it nice, right nice. slightly before you. <laughs> you did. You did. All right. Next up, Tim Lake is love obsessed, doing everything he can to get every moment just right. Lucky for him, all the women he chases are at a gross disadvantage. He lords over them with his mastery of time and space. Is this about time? <laughs> it is about time. Yeah. Yay, what a I fucked up movie. One. Sounds but like a horror movie. film. I love it. It is spooky. <laughs> yeah, it is spooky. Okay, next up. All Tina can think about is the man of her dreams. But what happens when so many other people have their own version of this dream man? Whose version will survive? The man of her dreams. What happens when other people have their version of this dream man? I'm trying to think of like a their movie. own versions of this dream man. Own version. Is it like a robot? Like a sex robot? Everyone just has this one sex robot and she's jealous. You gotta aggress horror or com com first. Okay. I even say I'm gonna anything. say horror. It is horror. Nice. Uh, I have no idea what movie that could be. Yes, you do. All Tina can think about is the man of her dreams, Marcus. Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The man ridiculous. of her dreams! You're ridiculous. Alright, next up. Blood is thicker than water. At least Nick's family thinks so as they torment the love of her his life. Can she survive this fishy bloody affair rom-com it is a rom-com fishy is it the one with Cher where she's a mermaid moonstruck <laughs> no <laughs> no no that's uh, no, not no. moonstruck uh fishy lovey affair mama mia <laughs> no that's a good guess though blood is thicker than water at least nick's family thinks so movie is about family my big fat greek wedding big old family no it's crazy rich asians oh jesus christ they put a bloody fish in her bed remember You're right when you're she right. was at the bachelorette was, party. Wow. Yeah. That was good. As soon as you said crazy rich Asians, I was like, ah, I know what scene you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. All right. Two catfish or not to catfish. Really, it wouldn't be that bad if she didn't lose her livelihood along the way. I guess Joe will have to keep up the charade or lose his pen pal. This is a rom-com and it's sleepless in Seattle. It's not. It is a rom-com. It is You've not sleepless in Seattle. It is You've Got Mail. Yeah. <laughs> Basically <Nice>. a horror film. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. Honestly, I love that movie. It's a very good movie. Okay. <laughs> Next up. Work-obsessed man can only focus on one thing, even on vacation. Will his wife lash out from the lack of attention, or will they be able to defrost their icy relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this is horror. It is horror. <laughs> Work obsessed man can only focus on one thing, even on vacation. Okay, it's not American. I was going to say American Psycho, but it's not. Work obsessed man. So he's killing people. <laughs> you can only think no. of one thing on vacation. No, he's, li- he's literally obsessed for You're making it harder. He's literally obsessed about work. I just omitted his name because I thought it would be too easy. You want me to do it again with the name? Yeah, do it with the name. Work obsessed Jack can only focus on one thing. Ah, the shining. Ah, the yeah. shining. That's good. <laughs> nice. That was good. Thank you. All right, last one. When Joanna brings John home for the first time, there is bound to be some tension. But when more and more people show up, 
It's obvious that love does not conquer all. This is horror and it's mother? Nope. Ah, damn it. Rom-com? It is rom-com. Okay. (laughs) I've never seen mother, but it kind of sounded like mother. I thought it would get you because it sounds like Get Out. Oh, okay. But it was like the more and more people showing up thing. It was like, oh, maybe that's Mother. I, that's all I know about Mother is that more and more people show up. <laughs> oh, sure. That's true. Okay. So it's a rom-com. More and more people show up. When Joanna brings John home for the first time. There was bound to be some tension. Home for the first time. Someone bringing someone home for the first time. That's it's I'll give so you a hint. It's an old movie. An old one? It's the original one that does this. Oh, uh, guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah! yeah! Nice! Nice. nice. I thought it would get you because it sounds like Get Out. That it was is good. Get out. It is Get Out. It is 100% Marcus, Get you Out. got 13 points. You won the game! Yay! What a good job. Woo-hoo. That was fun. Thank I you. will just say that Michael Mass staring at me is creepy as fuck. I love it. It's great. It, give, it makes me feel powerful. Like, I've uh, I haven't gotten to dress up for Halloween for a long time or I've been very self-conscious about it because I've been overweight for a long time and now I'm in much better shape and still took me a long time to dress up for Halloween. Wear a jumpsuit, a mechanic jumpsuit. And finally now I feel confident enough to wear a mechanic's jumpsuit. <laughs> oh, does Darren want my um my wig and <laughs> gown? Yeah, let's <laughs> go. Now, she she has a witch costume that she refuses yep. to change out of. Like she will not wear any other Halloween costume. Oh, is she one of those? She, yep, she's got she the same costume every she's, year. Uh, she's I a witch that. every year. I love that. It just it works. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So Marcus yeah getting back to the film we are we we are at the scene at the beginning when michael takes down all of the firemen which honestly i feel like i should have like not liked some of this scene like i was like oh really he was hiding behind the gay oh really they but it was fucking cool honestly the opening scene is great like i was hyped for the movie if it would have started with this immediately i think that would have been better and then it gets a flashback but starting with a flashback kind of pulled me out of the movie this pulled me back in and I was like, fuck yeah. yeah, let's go. Michael's killing people. They're good kills. Yeah. It's awesome. He's like surviving. It's really cool. It's it's sort of like teetering on whether or not he's a supernatural killer or not. Yeah. But it was still within the realms that they set up in the 2018 movie where it's like, no, he's mm-hmm. not a supernatural killer. He's just a guy killing people. Yeah, because he hides behind the grate in the fire, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like he was like, that's just a smart move. That was just a smart like, move. Exactly. He, he wasn't and burning alive. He was. It's hot, interesting but. because in earlier interviews for the 2018 movie, they talked about how they really wanted to make sure Michael was a real person like he was scary because this could happen that kind of scary whereas before he kind of like devolved into just being like you see him getting his head chopped off and you like he gets stabbed and he became kind of like a jason-esque character where he's just pretty much immortal and i think this film does that successfully for about three-fourths of the film yes and then they give up at the end of it and we'll talk about it when we get there but like because that's, of her stupid monologue she gives. That made me so mad, man. Like, genuinely, I was evil, angry evil about it. Evil makes you stronger. <laughs> it was a poorly, I guess we'll talk about it now. It was a poorly delivered monologue. And, and yeah. the fact that it was, like, just just opposed so against, like, him being shot and coming back to life and being beat up and stuff like yeah. that. It was just, like, One shot's so okay. Generic. You can get away with one shot. You yeah. can get away with one shot. This is that's it. 
This isn't new. This isn't revolutionary. This, as a matter of fact, is kind of what has killed a lot of horror franchises. The when the yeah. killer becomes this immortal thing that you don't know what to do with is the yeah. is the point in which a lot of the horror franchises kind of die off. Yeah, because the tension comes from the fact that you think they have a chance. Exactly. And if you don't think they have a chance yeah. at all, then you're just watching people get murdered and you kind of like, you know, invalidate the purpose of the final girl, which is yeah. like she is there to take down this monster and survive. And it's usually interesting, totally. especially with this series. We have three potential final girls, a, a generation's yeah. worth or several three so cool. generations worth. And it's awesome, you know, and I'm kind of excited to see them go toe to toe with Michael Myers at the end yeah. in the next movie. But this just yeah. kind of like, I don't care about the next movie after this. I care about the next movie, but I, I completely understand your like tampered expectations because this movie was just not what was promised to us, like it's in the not. trailers or just by what it was set up. I mean, like Jamie Lee Curtis is like the linchpin of these films, right? The fact is like she's back and now she's an old lady mm -hmm. and now she's like going through and she's she's a wonderful actress. So it's yeah. like she's, she's like way better than even back then. So it's like she can pull the weight of this whole film. She's in the hospital the whole time. Yeah, she's in the hospital the whole time. And logistically, I get it. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. She's but an they old lady just who got injured. I understand she's in the hospital. They could have just made it seem like she was not as injured, or just like the when she when she fucking hit herself with adrenaline, and I was like, "That's enough for me to buy." Great, go 100%. go fucking fight Michael. Yeah, I was like, "That's enough for me." Michael. I'm cool with that. I but then she walks fine. down the stairs, and she's like, "No, that was too much." It goes back. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been fine with her dying in this movie fighting michael and then the next oh, movie yeah. we get it's, it's more focused on the daughter and the mom yeah that right? would have been really i cool. think that would have been yeah. narratively more interesting like yes yeah. you lose jamie lee curtis who is kind of a big draw for these films but i think the franchise would survive yeah we get flashbacks we could 100 <laughs> percent just have flashbacks yeah. you know because i think i think i think i think the the youngest daughter the granddaughter i think mm -hmm. she does a good job i don't think they do her any services by making her do what she does in this film yeah but i really like like the daughter Greer, Greer Greer Judy Greer Judy Greer she's fantastic and I feel like she's one of those persons that almost always lifts up films and makes them better but never has the chance to like be the main star yeah so if the next one was her like fucking being a badass because she was trained by her mom exactly. and she wants revenge and and like she's been preparing since last Halloween and did this whole I think that yeah. totally would have worked but that's not what we got that's not what we got we got at all bedridden Lori and I'm sure Laurie the whole time I'm sure next movie we're gonna get like an awesome fight scene with Lori and Michael and she's gonna die because of it that's totally, fine but, but we could have gotten it this movie I also agree. and the fact that we spend so much time in the hospital is just god it is it is claustrophobic it's a lot of hospital it's, it's it is tense it's not, a, not in a cool way not a cool way or creative way it's just like you're stuck in the hospital and you don't want to be in the fucking hospital you want to be where it, michael is it makes me anxious it's not filled with like fun scary movie tension it just makes me anxious like it's like yeah but i, I will say before we before we get into that i, I do want to talk because you were talking about michael's kills and stuff yeah like, let's talk let's talk about some of them because some of them are really cool like when michael is just walking through the town it's really cool shit it is like really when cool he shit. like the first one when he's with the with the older couple messing mm -hmm. with the drone there is an argument to be had it's a little superfluous for the film but I'm like it was fun it was a it was fun, exciting they was seemed fun. scared they did a good job of hugh hugh of giving them characters some humanity oh yeah before they get killed 
So you feel bad for them. Yeah. And you immediately, within five minutes, are like, oh, no, I don't want them to die. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I yeah. like that a lot. I think that horror movies need that. I've watched so many horror movies where I'm watching it for an hour and a half and I don't give a shit about any of the characters. And this movie <laughs> yeah. does a good job of making you care about some of the characters in about five minutes. Yeah. And that's and good I think, writing. I think the reason that's so good is because, like, him reaching through the window is just so iconic and great. Him... Him testing out the knives on the dead guy as the the wife is just like gagging on her own blood. Yeah. Like fantastic. I thought that was hilarious. I mean, it was also kind of funny. It was also which which a good horror movie is. Which a good horror movie is. It lets yeah. you ratchet it up, let it go. In the ratchet tension. it up. Let yeah, it go. exactly. It messes with tension. A good horror movie is just revving it up and then giving you a release. Revving up, giving you a release. And yeah. I think this movie did that at the beginning. Yeah. Well, and, and then I think it did a little in the middle with Big John, Little John. MVP oh, <laughs> yeah. Big John and Little John. So you recognize Michael McDonald, I think his name is, or Michael, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From yeah. Uh, MTV. God, I loved Mad him. TV. Mad TV. Mad yeah. TV. I loved him. Yeah, he was great. He was great. They were great. I, I'm so they happy he was on this. They were a good couple. It would have been so easy funny. to be like really distracted by the the fact that we keep running into those characters about getting ding dong ditched yeah. and like playing their record and being a couple that just wanted like to enjoy the night and mm -hmm. like that could have felt so superfluous but because the actors did such a good job and they're so charismatic like i legitimately liked those scenes and i enjoyed yeah. watching them during those scenes and i really felt the whole michael coming and doing everything like going for <laughs> it was so funny when he came to the back door <laughs> then he just walked around went to the front door Knocked and on I just it. walked around, went yep. back through the back door, <laughs> and I was just like, "Come on, that was uh, awesome." And it wasn't done. Yeah, and it wasn't done because it, it it was his old house. It made sense. Uh huh. Yeah, it seemed he, like people who would buy a cheap house. Exactly. And he also knew what to do. And I, narratively speaking, when he goes back to his old home and he's returning to his childhood home because that's the only home he knew, and he just wanted to be back home. That makes sense, you know. Yeah. Him, him, them describing him as like a six year old with the strength of a man. That's fine. I buy that. Yeah, I, then, totally, I totally get that. But then don't later add on the layer of, oh, he's made of fear. He's pure evil. Blah, 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 blah. He is the yeah. most monstrous man alive. He's rejuvenated by his hatred. And it's like, shut the fuck up. He's getting stabbed. He's getting shot. He's getting beaten to death. And then he's just like, blah, 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 blah. I'm fine. I, I, no. It's totally fine to have a character saying that shit too, right? Like, yeah, like, sure. It's a classic horror movie thing for people to say that, but not Lori. Yes. Lori's supposed to be the grounded, like sensible, like all awesome one and then by having Lori say it it gives it this like special weight that makes it like almost true but it's supposed to be like not true the whole thing is like is he isn't he yes what's going on is he touched by the devil did he make a pact is he just a guy that's is he literally the adrenaline of getting shot he's gonna get fucked up and the end of the movie is gonna go and fix his shot and then come back the next one like yeah what's, what's going on that is the magic I also knowing. I also don't like that they spend so much time in the last movie sort of like undoing the mythos of michael and saying that like oh he, sure like saying that loomis put too much fear and emphasis into it like uh, saying he was a being of pure evil and drumming it up like that he's yeah. just a person you know yeah. because ugh, i hate i hate that i keep saying this but if you keep going thematically from the the point of view that this is about trauma right the entity in your head being bigger than it actually is in real life is a realistic oh, yeah. thing because you keep yeah. replaying events in your head. And so you're giving mm. the thing more power, right? So then having the characters overcome that and realizing that it's just a man in a mask and that you can kill him is huge and important. Yeah. 
So then taking that away from them and making him actually immortal ruins that potential for character growth, for them being able to get over their trauma and deal with it. And that sucks. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's so, so nicely said. And it goes back into what we were saying about Malignant, right? About how horror movies are such a great vehicle to deal with these things because Mm -hmm. everything's so exaggerated, emotion exaggerated. It can be almost melodramatic and it's okay because people are dying. literally. (laughs) But like that is exactly what the feelings I had after the first one. And then all that was wasted here by the end of the second. God, yeah, you're 100% right. It's just like all of that, all that good stuff that they they invested in, all that those good feelings I had after watching the first one. Now we're just gone. I've and, lost faith in this franchise. And I'm not there yet. I, I think they might be able to turn around. But uh, actually, uh, no, I'm not. Because the third movie was supposed to be that's the same Halloween night. But the director said, I think he said he's changing his mind. Uh-huh. And it's going to be a couple years later. And COVID happened. And he's like, I want to deal with that. And I'm like, oh, no. So, you know what he's going to do for COVID happening? Michael Myers is going to be sitting in his fucking house. <laughs> he's just That's what he's going to do. And he's not killing anybody. He's like, ah, yes, two years have passed and michael just lives in his house and everyone decided to leave him alone i mean i I, there's a way to do it like right like halloween's extra crazy that year because everyone's been pent up and inside even though i I guess that makes sense because like after this halloween massacre people should not want to leave their houses but after a couple years cooped up he can make it work i i just don't have faith that it's okay so here's what Um, it is michael myers is in his house right He's like we uh-huh. just said, he established he's cooped up in his home. Yeah. And then finally, COVID ends, right? He's had this peace for like almost two years of no one bothering him or anything like that. Right. And you know how like the myths uh-huh. come to pass and to come to fruition of people being like, don't go to this house. There's a creepy guy in there that yeah. happens. And COVID is over. So people want to go trick or treating. They go and knock on his door asking for candy. And that's what brings him back. Oh, my God. Candy candy i have no candy murder (laughs) well marcus before we get into the other half of this film Uh the whole the whole other half of this film which is the other people will have a lot to say yes why don't we show how we would ratchet up the tension during a horror film guys we have a special treat. We did the same thing last time for Spooky Boys Month. We have created some of our own creepy pasta. Creepy pastas. That is, the, that is the song. Hey guys, editing Nick here. We put the creepy pastas at the end of the episode so you can keep listening to that awesome, awesome Halloween kills content. Just stay tuned after the end, after our theme song, and you can hear our awesome creepypastas. So, Marcus, I needed that little segue because now we have to get to the other half of the film. Because half the film is not Michael or the Strodes. It's fucking, oh, God. What was the name of the fucking? Fucking Billy Baby Boy. Boy banger oh it was like it was tommy it was tommy or because there's tommy and lonnie so i think it was tommy was the focus i will say i really liked the very beginning of their introduction like there's this whole menagerie of survivors like that concept right because like what you're getting at of you you're saying earlier of like what this film could have been was like what is the shared trauma 
for a group of people, for a community. Yeah. And that is interesting. That is and not explored a lot. We've, as a society, have experienced plenty of shared traumas. I mean, COVID is kind of a shared trauma that we all have. Totally. I mean, some people completely ignored it, and so they don't have any trauma related to it. But, you know, mm -hmm. those of us who did obey the rules, I'm sure, kind of, like, want our ear to get outside and have a little bit of nervousness around mm -hmm. coughing and stuff. Totally. There's 9-11's another big one. Oh, 9-11's like, a good example. All the fucking yeah. shootings that we have. Like, we have... As all those Country. communities where it happened exactly you know? yeah we have shared traumas and that would be an interesting thing to explore in a horror movie yeah but this didn't do i feel it. like i have <laughs> seen like a news article or like a news channel go to one of these shooting places like a year later and talk to the people and see there and they're yeah. they're messed up they're like going through it right for sure so it would have been a really interesting thing i don't understand such an interesting concept just yes. such an interesting way to go why would they choose tommy doyle that's his name why would they choose everyone in this film <laughs> Besides the Strodes, every single person in this film to just be dumb. Yep. Yep. Nobody makes a good decision at any point. <laughs> Everyone except in maybe this... like, except maybe like little John when he's like, he knows he's going to like die right there. And he's just like, all yeah. right, Michael, let's go. Everyone and he's like, that's the only person I was like, you're good. in this movie. Thank you so for the dumb. $5 donation. Fear God of death. He said $5 for Lisa. So we'll be sure to get that to her right away. <laughs> Five bucks for Lisa. Uh, shout out. In the um, chat. But you're so right I, about that. I, just... I think. I think Why? he was the creator of this movie. The writers were thinking we're going to have the shared trauma story. But what we're yeah. going to do with it is have it devolve into a mob mentality. And it devolved too early in the film into that. Like a oh, huge sure. yeah. chunk of the film was this mob running ramble, around ramble, ramble, ramble. looking for Michael Myers. And he's yeah. not in the hospital. And that's where they all are. And they yeah. end up killing this other patient who escaped. Let's talk about that because you brought it up. I And it goes on for too long. That was my final point about the mob. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was the only thing for me that was like, Vargas, I was so upset. I was like, like movies don't usually upset me this much. Yeah. But like, honestly, it's I, I feel like too like fucking woke or some shit because like i just like when i i and i'm usually not like this but i when i saw this moment of this sick person this person's just like ill mm -hmm. this person that we don't know why they're there they could they could just have they could just there's so many things he could have right there's so many problems he could have and they like have these people literally like kill him like i was so upset by it so here's the thing about that right so you have these people becoming a mob they end up killing the wrong person and i get that if there was remorse afterwards if any of them felt anything afterwards i'd be like oh wow they really learned that they fucked up and this movie is being poignant and trying to say something but they didn't so instead they immediately almost in the next scene that you see them they're fighting michael myers and you know what nick you know i was rooting for michael myers this whole the whole second half of the movie i was rooting for oh. michael myers i was like let's kill the innocent go. man i was like kill this whole fucking town i don't give a shit murder yeah. them all and I don't, uh, and you know, like, I don't want to be feeling that way. I don't want to have yeah. so much empathy for the murderer. Well, they could have had all that happen without him dying. They could have had Judy Greer get there in time and the impact would have, like, we didn't need to have him kill himself. I was just so heartbroken because I was yeah. like, especially the whole exchange they did between daughter Strode and the, the, the patient because she was like, I got you, but and you look the actor did too good of a job. He seemed like someone that was sick, and I was just like, <laughs> I was picturing like 
I was picturing all these people that like we don't help that we shuttle them away somewhere and just leave mm-hmm. them there because we don't know what to do. That that guy could have just had like I don't know. He could have just had like a small thing that he he didn't have the love or care, and he was just there his whole entire life, and now he's yeah. I don't know. He also could have been a serial killer. He also <laughs> could have been a serial killer. We don't know because we weren't told anything. We weren't like yeah. oh these are like it's not. He wasn't put away in Arkham Asylum where we know everyone's no. kind of a bad guy. They were just yeah. put away in a regular mental institution. Well, it was definitely one level up. It was sure. definitely like was a jail prison-y. mental. Yes, yeah. but he probably did kill somebody explicitly. No, no, not at all. It really upset me. But well, like what you were saying is like that non-remorse thing. I don't understand. Like why? Why make that choice of this whole mob coming up and like and then and then just kind of like walk away? And then yeah. I was like, what is what's this, what is this film? And that's not even talking about how. The mob mentality thing I think is a problem with the film, but even more so is I think how dumb they are. The fucking two older ladies with the two kids fucking driving around town looking for Michael. What the fuck are you going to do when you find him? I feel fucking like Tommy Doyle going around. It's like, did you find him? Did you find him? A lot of those moments oh, felt did. weirdly cringy. Like it was yeah. just like, there's a whole shot of the, of the Tommy just being like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Yeah. And you're like, shut it's the, not Michael. Sh- who the you fuck are you, Michael. dude? You're this for? stupid. You look fucking yeah. stupid. And then, yeah, they go after Michael thinking they're like a badass mob of people. And then he murders the shit out of all of them. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's true. And I don't even mean that ending point. I mean, all these like little ones, like fucking the guy, granddaughter strode and her boyfriend her ex-boyfriend whatever fucking going around like that whole like i thought the daughter was such a good character in the first one like i really thought she was doing a great job of like taking on the surviving girl the survivor yes. girl thing and i really thought the baton would be passed yeah but all she did in this film was be a dumbass yep yeah no it was just the fact that all the characters got stuck in that hospital just was yeah. so bad it was such yeah. bad writing. Like, have them separate. I mean, no, the 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 daughter was around, right? Was she running around town? Yeah, with the with the but, with her boyfriend and the so boyfriend's much time dead in the hospital. I didn't even realize that because they were we just going really around town with guns, hoping to find him. Yeah, we don't really get back to her until the end when she's and then like, they do, and then finally confronts Michael. Then they yeah. die. And then the mom comes and she was part of the hospital group. And then the hospital group comes to fight Michael almost immediately after. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. So it dumb. was it was very poorly written. And I don't know what happened between the last movie and this one. I don't know. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you, I don't mean. Listen, who am I? I'm nobody. I cannot tell anybody that their trauma is not real trauma. Right. Uh-huh. But Lonnie, the boyfriend's dad, who is one of the survivors who had an experience against yeah. Michael that survived homeboy tripped and he walked past him and his whole <laughs> life was ruined. And he, he needed, he had this murderous <laughs> vendetta. He even, yeah. he even said, well, what all the other people said is like, I'm going to kill Michael. Yeah. I'm like, why? He didn't why? do anything. He <laughs> tripped. <laughs> You trip. I think, I mean, hey, his friends, people he knew got murdered. Maybe that's all the reason that did he they? did it. I don't know. It was, you're right. It was, <laughs> but we didn't say it. It was very thin for that guy to be we, a part of the whole We flash back that whole scene. We flash back to his whole fucking origin story, which was just like people were picking at him because he was a loser. I'm not putting shade. Yeah. I was also a loser. I was picked on. That's fine. We all get picked on. No problem. Mm-hmm. But he was being picked on because he was a loser. We saw that whole scene. And then later we went back to him again and he, he tripped. And Michael walked yep. past him, which honestly, really funny moment. I, it is really funny when Michael doesn't give a shit about you. I think probably part him. of his trauma is more survivor guilt than it is about 
trauma trauma you listen I mean? again i can't talk to anyone's trauma and that's totally a real trauma that really people mm-hmm. really have i'm just saying in the framework of the movie i'm watching these people who homeboy detective shot his partner fucking laurie strode like fucking <laughs> attacked him with the fucking hanger and it didn't work yeah. like yeah, fucking yeah. tommy doyle like his babysitter almost got like fucking massacred mm-hmm. like this is real shit and this guy tripped and fell <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're right you're right. I think some of the reasons being for some of the actors being there is kind of very loose. I also yeah. I want to give props to all the actors that returned. Like a lot of them were actually originally cast in the films and they are reprising their role as the older versions of those characters. So like they showed oh. the nurse lady. I think she's one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A few of them were. And I know. Also, love that the original Michael Myers is playing Michael Myers. Also, is he the original original or the he original original Michael Myers is playing Michael Myers with his mask off, and then they have a buff guy playing Michael Myers oh. for like the the actual physicality of Michael Myers. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I lo- I love when they do so- that stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Sense. I mean, they did a good job bringing everybody back. Uh, Nick Castle. Yes, Nick Castle. Also, Michael Myers. I didn't know this until I looked stuff up for the movie is known as the shape. Yeah, I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was the same actor. I love that. That's really cool. The shape. That makes sense. Shape. Gonna call. It's not scary, but he looks he looks short. I'm sure he's tall. Now he might but be he's short. like older now. So yeah, he's, he's got that old hunch. <laughs> he's got he got a little bit of old man hunch. Uh, The budget well, for this for movie him. is 20 million dollars and it made 64 million dollars already. 20 million. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's real cheap. They could have spent an extra couple million on on the writing. Oh shit! Shots fired. I think, I think ultimately it's just so much of this movie is like, what do we care about, right? Yeah. I think I think that that's what's so frustrating, right? Most horror movies we don't give a shit about anything except the kills and the horror buster. Yeah. But the sure. 2018 really made us fucking care about the Strodes. Like, I really cared about this three generations of women fighting back against monsters. 100%. That's a great way of putting it. If we didn't give a shit about 2018 and that was just a whatever horror movie porn, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre style dude just ripping through a town, fine. I would have liked it. And I would have been ready and on board for more of the same. Yeah. I love those kinds of movies. I love when Jason goes around murdering the shit out of people and there's no real plot. Fine. Friday the 13th is some of my favorite. But More so than Halloween, and they got no plot. But don't make me care about it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, like you take it away. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I think the movie ultimately like has some cool kills and has some cool moments, but like it gets so lost in the fluff of trying to like, you know, I saw someone online say this felt like a setup for the third movie. And I was like, that's fair. It does feel like a lot of setup. Mm, it doesn't okay. like the things don't happen, especially all the time we languish in the hospital. Yes. Yeah. It just, I don't know what happened. Like it truly, truly feels like they didn't know what they were doing. Like they had a concept and then they were forced to write a screenplay. Well, I will say one of the people that are the writers on this film is Danny McBride. But he was on, he was last time and he he's part of the reason it was good. I think so. Or maybe, you know what? There are two other writers. Maybe, maybe they got more involved. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what made this movie fall apart, but the writing is, is definitely the worst part of the whole movie. You know, it's probably not even, it's not even like the writing like itself. It's just like the choices, like the story, it's the story, the, right? It's like the, the plot it's outline. Not, there the are some bad lines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are some bad like lines, but there are some fine lines. Like I, I wasn't like turning my cheek at the words everyone was saying you know yeah. and sometimes i do it was like the, just the choices they made they were just mm-hmm. weird choices 
ideas, you know? It's yeah. like, how about we do this? And everyone said, yeah, that's a great idea. And no one said, like, how about not? Yeah, no, I absolutely not? right. It felt like no one gave this a, a look over at all. Like, they were just yeah. blind faith. The first one did well. Here you go. Here's a sequel. And here's all this money. And they're like, okay, great. Cool. Thanks. Well, let's fix it. So so how would you start and how would you make this movie off the top of my head i feel like i would have i would keep that firefighter scene keep the firefighter and then scene, i feel like start off with that if they yeah if they got themselves in a hole because Lori is 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 hurt just skip a year skip just a skip year. a year michael got just fucking he, he goes away. and then you can set up your blocks how and then and then you know what i think they cut themselves in a corner because they made Lori hurt and they made the mom and the daughter have to grieve the dad and yes. like it would be weird if they never mentioned it and they never grieved about it. That would be really weird. Yeah. I actually think I liked when Judy Greer walked into a room by herself and cried. Great acting, yes. great moment, greatly wonderful. shot. That was cool. Like grief is really interesting, and having to but having to deal with it in your film, yeah, makes you make stupid choices. You have to waste time on it. So I would think I, I feel like I would have skipped a year. That's off fair. the top of my head. I like. I, um, I don't. What mind kind of that. things would you have done? I I feel Fix like this I movie, wanted, Marcus. Okay. Uh, I think we start <laughs> off with the fire hot fire scene. Them get <laughs> murdered. I think we yeah. show what we talked about earlier, where Lori is like, "No, we have to stop them." And then she passes out from the pain. She wakes up in the oh, hospital, and then yeah. you're you're in the hospital with the, um all three generations. I wouldn't mm -hmm. separate the daughter yeah. yet, right? And then I feel like yeah. you start them there. They're trying to keep her contained. She's panicking. She's worried about it, and they're like, "No, no, no, it's fine." She thinks Michael Myers is still alive. She's convinced Michael Myers is still alive, and then the daughter, the two daughter, the daughter and the granddaughter are convincing her that he's dead and to stay yeah. and then yeah. over the course like you as the viewer know he's alive and then he's kind of wrecking havoc in the town and then word gets to the hospital that he's wrecking havoc in town and then they like i think what happens is Lori escapes to go with the granddaughter's Michael. help i think she just escapes on her own oh, I, th I feel like i want the granddaughter to, to like her. take the well yeah, i was gonna say and then fair. they have to find Lori, and so in them attempting to find Lori, they could end up confronting Michael Myers. Yeah. And they the three of them have to fight him. Yeah. That's, whatever. Uh, that's totally good enough for the whole fucking mm -hmm. movie. He I think ends up I would I would I Lori would say or someone and then he yeah. escapes. And that's somebody has to die. like that. One of them has to die. I think I think the granddaughter helping her would have gave her a lot of urgency and like sure, you know, yeah. and then she also has the grief of like helping and wanting to help. And she's like I because I'm thinking her wanting to go attack Michael is a bad thought. Like her fucking yeah. dad's dead. You know, but I also like do go like with the, like fucking Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I do dumb. like this shared trauma stuff. And if you want to do yeah. that, then like have people have those conversations about like what what would they do? Have them talking more. I don't know. I, I don't know how to do it. Uh, I'm not going to say that I know how to make a better movie than this, but it's I tough. do think that like the conceptually is good. It just fell apart. Yeah, the pieces were there. The yeah. pieces were there. They had things to work with, but ultimately, it's just they focus on the wrong things, and they just ha having the town become this amorphous, like ramble rousy, like rah, 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 just like you know. I also don't think it, that they took like, all that time to make character. You know, I also don't think that's what would have happened with the shared trauma. You know, like I feel like they would have not rallied. I feel like they would have rallied together more than become a mob and murder hungry. You know, I'd like to think so, and I think that's the message that would have been more interesting like i don't need a commentary yeah. about why we suck i already know why we suck exactly. i need a commentary of why we need it which is why i thought the trailer seemed so cool mm -hmm. the trailer made it seem like the town was coming together to get michael yeah in like a good way and i was like that's cool 
Yeah. I haven't seen that before. Or you know? fucking, you know what? Have a Spider-Man moment, right? Like at the at towards the end of the movie, when they're confronting Michael, it seems like last second Michael's gonna get the granddaughter, and then someone mm. in the town shoots their gun, and you reveal that they're all there to help fight Michael Myers, and then maybe they get him, right? But then they're like worried about the girl, or an explosion happens, something happens to distract them, and then they look totally. where Michael is laying, and he's gone. Totally. And that way, totally. at least you still have the mystique of like, okay, yeah, he took a beating thing. But he's going off to go heal and recover. Yeah. Instead, what we got was he took a beating, kept going, was shot, kept going, shot again, kept going, killed everybody. Yeah. And then took one of our strongest actresses in this film for no reason except for the cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. Like, I was really sad to see Judy Greer go. Yeah, I know. I was someone had to die. One of them had to die. A hundred percent. Someone had to die. But I agree. But it just seemed like so unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems so unnecessary because like Lori wasn't even there. There there weren't any more stakes. Like it wasn't like, you know, she was just standing there. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Fucking poor. poor. But I guess I mean, this this might be interesting, though. It might go to a cool place because now both of those girls' parents are dead and she's going to be about to live with the grandma. And then years go by. I guess so. Yeah. If they say years go by in the next one, then that will be interesting. If it continues immediately okay. after this, then it would kind of suck. Dash Dine four four two said, "I feel like it would be interesting to see him to live among the town without the mask. Just a creepy old man for a while." <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, if he do, if we do do the creepy old man COVID thing, where he's just living in the house with the mask off, <laughs> that would be pretty it would be fun. something. Yeah, yeah. But Marcus, I think that's the movie. Unfortunately, <laughs> that was the movie. Halloween a little lackluster a little square Uh, Marcus what did you think of the film (sighs) disappointed yeah I am disappointed I feel like normally I would say I didn't like it blah 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 but there were things I liked about it and the other one was so 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 good it is honestly a horror movie that I point to for a lot of people looking to get into horror movies Halloween 2018 Mm -hmm. movie is a great new horror movie we haven't had a lot of good slashers recently. The 2018 no. felt like it was, oh, shit, this is going to revitalize the genre of slasher films again. Yeah, and no, I, felt, I feel I feel this this the exact same way as you. I thought we were getting more and we got less, you know, yeah. I, yeah. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? Would you recommend this film? I don't think I would recommend this film. I recommend 2018 still. And I would say watch a watch a, one of those explained videos like Halloween Kills Explained or something like that for this one. You don't have to watch the movie. I, I agree. I, I, I agree with that 100 percent. If you love the first one, I would tell the person the second one's way worse, but you can totally watch it to see some cool kills and to see what happens after. But it does not live up to the hype of the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus, are you going to watch the sequel? Am I going to watch the sequel? I am. Probably because we I do am. this podcast. Yes, 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 yes. When when we're still doing this podcast in a year, I will. We will we'll watch probably do it again for again. Spooky Boys yeah. Month. Yeah, uh, same. But I would have watched it regardless because I think there's still a couple pieces there that, uh, again, uh, I, someone said it in the chat. Michael is the best part of this movie, and mm-hmm. he was good enough in this film to make me want to watch him more. I you agree. Know? Michael was written well. The kills were good. He was creepy. He had, he was acted really well, which you don't see. I think horror actors don't get a lot of credit. Yeah. Like the people being that foreboding the monster, without saying a thing is hard. I yeah. mean, if you watch all the Jason films, 
there are definitely standout Jason performances, even though he doesn't say anything. And I think the same thing is it can be said with Michael Myers. I think he's very foreboding in this movie. Thousand percent. Totally agree. Did you know now? As I, we were talking about this, about rebooting, revitalizing an old, I just, because I didn't know the answer, the new Scream that's coming out is also doing the same thing. 25 years after a streak of brutal murder shocked the quiet time of Woodsboro, California, a new killer dons the ghost face mask. Well, it doesn't have what? to be a sequel to just the first one if it's 25 years after. later. Because all, oh, all, all of them are, follow the same plot. I didn't see Scream 4. Scream 4 was very good. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. It still followed those people. Yeah. Oh. It like revisited right. a lot All of those the people in it. Yep. It was interesting. Good. Honestly, well, I think Scream is sort of like the mo- one of the more solid horror movie franchises. It just came out in a weird time for us. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It came out when we were young. Yeah. When we were super young. Maybe I should go back and revisit those. But Marcus, that is Halloween Kills from Now Try This Cast Guys. Woo! Next week we are going to be doing Dune. We are going to watch that this weekend and report back to you and come back on thursday 8 p.m eastern center time twitch.tv slash not try this cast watch dune talk about that that great great horror movie that is coming out i also would like for you to read the first chapter of dune oh really is that a good chapter first chapter is usually not great it's not great but I, it gives you a vibe for the reading. You, I want you okay. to get a vibe for the book and then watch the gotcha. movie too. Okay, I will read the first chapter of Dune, the book. Guys, go ahead and do that along with us if you would like. Marcus has read way more than that, so he'll be able to bring some tidbits of facts. Let's go. But guys, get at us everywhere at Now Try This Cast. Follow us. Join the conversation at patreon.com slash now try this cast. Uh, come stream with us when we stream on Twitch. Come download the podcast. Let us know what's going on. And leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. We love hearing from you. Let us know how we're doing and how not good we are doing. <laughs> but leave five stars either way. Leave five stars either way. Guys, it helps us out immensely i feel like once we have some more free time maybe we'll do patreon drive on twitch where we'll just stream and hopefully try to get more patrons i don't know we'll do something and speaking of twitch we stream every thursday and you can give us your free amazon prime subscription if you have amazon prime you have a free subscription and you can help us a lot by giving us your monthly subscription so Mm -hmm. that's all i have to say Mm -hmm. facts facts And on that note, thank you for watching. Now go out there and try some things. Good night. Good night. Marcus, do you want to go first? Sure. Great. I I have written short thing for Marcus to read. He will do it live here for the first time. (laughs) Hopefully it's not too badly written and he understands what I wrote. You want want me to read yours? I thought you were going to read yours. Yeah, read yours. Oh, you want me to read mine? What is happening? Am I reading mine? I thought you were going to read mine. Oh, you should just read your own. Oh, last time we did it the other way. Let's do it this way now. Oh. Fuck. Okay. Well, now I'm okay. Fine. All right. Well, play the play the music. Play this. Okay. Creepy, creepy I'll play. <laughs> There's spoopy music coming, guys, into your ear holes. All right, guys. My short that I have written here is called The Fort. <laughs>
Don't make me laugh. I got to be all creepy. Now. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I got to be creepy. Come on. I got to be creepy now. I was seven the first time I saw her. A young blonde girl with freckles and a smile that caught you unawares. I remember thinking, is this what beautiful looks like? As her blue dress swayed from side to side, she was playing with some blankets, trying to make some sort of fort. She used two chairs, the edge of the bed, and a bookcase turned on its side. I was reluctant to go up to her and help, but when she noticed me watching, she reached out her hand and with inviting eyes said, I need help. The rest of the room was a mess. Books and trinkets thrown across the floor, shambles of discarded blankets, some torn to tie corners, some hanging precariously from the ceiling fan. As we pushed a table into the corner to hold our structure strong, cracking the foundation in the process, the girl held my hand tightly and said, Now we're safe. When my mother walked in, she immediately began berating me for the mess she would now have to clean up. She asked me why I would do this. Why would I destroy my own room? When I tried to explain that I didn't cause this disaster, that I only wanted to help the girl finish, my mother could only reply, what girl? I have fond memories of my childhood home. A backyard with a peach tree we would make cobbler from every fall. A living room so small that my family and I would basically sit on each other's lap to watch television. An attic full of ancient treasures from lives lived before my own, but I never forgot the girl. From time to time, I would even look to the cracks in my adolescent room and remember th that she said the fort was to make her safe. I regret not asking her, safe from what? It was 2016. I was a senior in college, and I had to go collect my things from my old home. My parents were retiring, and the house was sold. It would be my last chance to receive any mementos from my past. It was snowing, so I was bundled up tight in a thrifted plaid coat. But I was surprised to see a light on the second floor. More surprised, it was my old room. And as I walked up the pathway leading to the front door, I saw her for the second time. Not aged a day. Same blonde hair, same blue dress, same beautiful smile. I rushed into the front of my old home and gasped as I saw blankets everywhere. The entire house looked like that ramshackle fort from when I was little. I had to crawl in to make my way up the stairs, avoiding the web of bedding. I pushed through pillows and waded through duvets, making my way upstairs to the girl. My room looked almost the same. The same as that day when my mother yelled at me, and there she stood smiling at me, outreached with her hand. I gave her mine. Now we're safe, she said, squeezing my fingers. Safe from what? The question lingered in the air, having become stagnant, having been left unsaid like an idea that's too late to be useful. She just looked at me, the same hand outstretched and saying the same words. Now we're safe. I jumped as I heard the sound of the door slamming behind me. I turned quickly to leave, but she did not let go of my hand. She squeezed tighter and repeated herself. Now we're safe. Safe from what? I bellowed as I tried to free myself from her grip, one hand encased in hers, the other furiously turning the doorknob behind me. I yelled. I screamed. I cried as I pushed the blue-dressed girl away from me and ran out the door. 
the bedding was gone. The girl was gone. My question was not. Somehow, in the openness of my old home, I felt the most unsafe I ever felt. As I looked once more into my room, I stared at the cracks in the wall made to keep her safe. The wall was more cracked than before. You could see the foundation behind. Not just the foundation, but more. A blue dress, dulled by time, dressed on bones. I wish I stayed with her longer. I wish I felt more safe. I wish I could have helped her. But most of all, I wish I knew what was lurking behind me that I needed to be safe from. Dun, dun, dun. Creepy, creepy. Creepy, spooky. I love spooky, it. spooky. Okay, you ready? I am ready for yours, Marcus. The what is the title? Man. Oh. The rain was falling heavily. It was like driving through a thick curtain of water. He eased off the accelerator a little. Had to be careful driving on wild nights like these. The last thing you'd want is to have an accident or breakdown. You just want to be at home on these stormy nights. The thwack thwack of the windscreen wipers was hypnotic. He stared out into the glow of the headlights. The rain sounded like white noise interference as it battered the car. He was reminded of the opening scenes of a Hitchcock film. Through the wash of the rain, he spotted a figure at the side of the road. The person wore a green parka and had their thumb jerked out. Why on earth would anyone be hitchhiking tonight? Surely you would just stay put until the morning. They must have been in a rush to get where they were going. He signaled down and pulled over. The hitchhiker climbed in. He shut the door quickly glad to be out of the rain. He pulled his hood back and sighed. He was somewhere in his mid-twenties and had wild red hair and a thick beard. Awful night, eh? said the driver. The hitchhiker held his gaze for a long moment. Drops of rainwater trickled down his face. Yes. Yes, it is. The driver pulled out and continued through the storm. The hitchhiker glanced over his shoulder into the blackness behind him. You okay? The hitchhiker simply nodded. They drove on in silence for a short while. The BBC radio phone in blaring out from car speakers filled in for conversation. They listened to the radio and their own thoughts as they moved on. Where are you headed? asked the driver. North, the hitcher pointed. Are you traveling to visit friends? Hmm. <laughs> The driver couldn't tell if that was a yes or a no. He adjusted his tie nervously. The hitcher stared at him in his suit and tie. The hitcher seemed scruffy in comparison, in his parka and Pink Floyd t-shirt. Do you work around here? asked the hitcher. Yes, said the driver. I was stuck late at the office. You know how it is. No, not really. Again they drifted into silence. The talk radio show carried on as they drove through the wind and rain. The hitcher shifted in his seat and stared out the windscreen. No music? The hitcher asked. What? Is there no music we could listen to? I like the talk radio shows. I'm not really a music fan. The hitcher's eyes glazed over for a moment. Then he spoke. I like listening to music. It calms me down. The driver said nothing. Several miles later, 
there was a news bulletin on the radio. The reporter tried to remain professional as she read the announcement. We are getting reports that a patient has escaped from a Manchester psychiatric institution. The man is said to be a psychopathic, to be psychopathic, and is said to have a history of murder. The hitcher jabbed a finger on the button on the radio panel. Titty pop music blurted out from the speakers. The driver stared at the passenger. His question unasked. I hate the news, answered the hitcher. It's so depressing. It brings me down. There's never any good news, is there? The driver did not reply. Don't worry, I'm not the killer, said the hitcher, fidgeting <laughs> with his coat. No, said the driver. I mean, no, of course you're not, aren't. They drove on listening to the crappy pop music and overexcited radio DJs. The rain pounded on the car. What do you do for a living? asked the driver. The hitcher was quiet for a moment, then he grinned. I'm a writer. Really? How interesting. Have you had anything published? No. As of yet, I'm an undiscovered artist. I'm sure you will make it. What are you working on at the moment? I'm writing a novel. Yeah? It's about a serial killer. The driver <laughs> did not speak. He flicked the talk radio station back on. A man was rambling on with himself about the change in days. His wheelie bins were emptied. Where can I drop you? Asked the driver. The hitcher said nothing. When the driver glanced round, his passenger had his eyes closed. He was either asleep or feigning slumber. They drove on through the storm, down the snaking lanes. An hour later, the storm still growled and raged. The hitcher looked out the window. The driver steered the car in silence. Another news bulletin came over the radio. We're getting more information on the escaped patient. The killer's name is Simon Hughes. He escaped from the Green Pastures Institute earlier this evening. Simon Hughes made his escape by changing from his hospital issue uniform into a suit and tie and pretending to be one of the medical staff. He stole a car and drove off. The hitcher turned to the driver. What did you say your name was? My name is Simon. The hitcher stared in shock. Simon grinned. The headlights of a passing car glinted off the knife's blade in Simon's hand. And that's the end of the story. Da, da, da. Oh, it was the driver. It was the driver, was not the, the hitchhiker. Oh, my God. And now he's never going to finish his novel. And now he's never <laughs> going to finish his novel. Maybe the other guy can finish oh, it for him. The, the killer? Yeah, maybe. You know what? I like the idea of being a writer. <laughs> I like to think a serial killer. Ooh, that sounds like a fun premise for a film. Somebody is a serial killer because it wants to, like, do their job. Yeah. Especially 100%. in this new digital age. You know, yeah, like you, the whole string of serial killers just to try new things. It's like, I don't know, I get bored. I just want to try new things. <laughs> try being a writer, trying to be a doctor. Try... It's like, catch me like if that. you can. But I for like more. that a lot. An escape serial killer tries to turn a loo leaf and he's just like trying different jobs out and like yeah. killing people, taking but their still lives. Kills. Yeah, yeah, he kills people with stage lives. It's like, ah, you know what? It's kind of actually hard to be a gas station attendant. I'm going to go kill someone else. And I feel like the lead would totally be someone that's like a comedian. Mm -hmm. 
hundred percent. Like a like a Paul Rudd or something. Okay, I'm gonna stop playing spooky music. Goodbye, spooky music. <laughs> so funny because I can't hear what you're playing the whole time. So, Marcus, thank you so much for sharing your writing. Thank you, everyone out there. If you guys want us to write for you, let us know. We will. We will. Nick, I have a confession. I didn't write that one. I'm sorry. You didn't I write just, it. I didn't have time to write one. I just found one. <laughs> what? Shout out to Lisa. There's nothing else about the person. It just says. Lisa wrote this. <laughs> the fuck did I bend over backwards to fucking write you a, sh- a scary story? Well, I, you did a great job. Yours was much better. Thank you. It was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good twist, though. I know. I, I like the classic twist. twist. I was like, ah, oh, man, I got to read this one. This is great. And now we got a great pitch for a new movie we got to write. Hell yeah, let's do it. All we got to do is pay Lisa $5. If you know Lisa, let us know.